known that because it's almost like we're um yes we're almost the uh uh-huh. <gasps> we're, we're the, the same, same person. Whoa, that, that was, was weird. weird. Am I talking to myself? I'm talking, I'm talking to, to myself. myself. Oh boy, am I crazy? Oh no, here comes Guy Raz. I'm back here, Guy Raz. Come I, I, I on can in. Hear you talking? Where, 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 where are you? I, I just came up. So, Mindy, you have to tell me what you are eating over here. It looks delish. I can hear you talking. Oh, Mindy, thank you for asking. Where are you? I, it's just I, I, a kale Caesar salad that my buddy Guy Raz made from scratch and left over here to wilt. I, I just came by to pick up my kale salad that I had left. Kale salad, ooh la la! But I made it better by replacing all of the kale with frosted flakes. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Mindy, what in the world is going on here? I mean, wait, there, there, there are two of you. Am, am I seeing double? What's happening? Oh, hey, Guy Raz, we were just talking about you. And when you say we, you mean... Me and me. A- am I seeing double? No, you're just wearing two pairs of glasses. Here, take those off. Ow, ow. There, that's better. Wait, wait, is, is that my kale salad? What did you do to it? I fixed it with Frosted Flakes. You what? And now I'm eating it with my own refrigerator. You're having lunch with yourself? Well, technically, it's your lunch, but yeah, pretty much. To eat with myself, I needed a mirror, and that's why me and myself are eating your salad in the bathroom here. Do you want it back? What? What? No, no. Mindy, what is going on? I mean, you you are sitting in the bathroom in front of a mirror eating a bowl of Frosted Flakes salad and talking to your reflection. Oh, I have a great explanation. Somehow you always do. So I just read about a new discovery that was made by some researchers at Nagoya University in Japan. So there's a scientific explanation for all of this? Of course there is. Why else would I be eating your salad in the bathroom mirror with my own reflection? Right. So let me start by saying that There have been studies in the past that have shown that people eat more and enjoy their food more when they're eating it with other people. It's something called the social facilitation of eating. Yeah, and and speaking for myself, I I would say that is true as long as you're not eating with other people in, say, a a, a landfill or this bathroom. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Guy Raz. Okay, so uh, back to this research. And so these researchers wanted to find out if eating alone but looking at ourselves in the mirror would have the same effect as eating with another person. Huh, that's interesting. So, So how did they do this experiment? Well, they got 16 people, mostly the age of grandparents, to come and eat popcorn for 90 seconds. That sounds like a pretty short party. Well, it would be if they were all together and not sitting in a laboratory, but that was not the case here. So they had to eat the popcorn alone? Well, it depends 
what you mean by alone, Guy Raz. Well, were they by themselves? Well, each one of the 16 people were not with other humans, so I guess you could say that they were technically alone. Okay. But if you mean were they truly alone, then no. Well, were they alone or not? Well, in one group, the researchers had the people eat in front of a mirror so that they could look right back at themselves. Hello. And in a second group, the researchers asked the people to eat in front of a blank screen or like a blank wall. And then, in the third group, they asked the people to eat the popcorn while looking at a photograph of themselves eating popcorn. This is making my head spin. Yeah, people will pretty much do anything for free popcorn. So what did they discover after the popcorn ran out? Well, after the popcorn ran out, they asked these people to answer a few questions, like how much did you enjoy this popcorn that you were eating alone, and how much of it did you eat? Interesting. So so they wanted to compare how the popcorn tasted if you ate it all by yourself, or if you ate it in front of a mirror, Mm -hmm. or if you ate it just looking at a picture of yourself eating popcorn? You got it. And what did they find out? Okay, so they found out that people eating in front of the mirror and even just in front of a picture of themselves seemed to enjoy their popcorn more and ate more of it than people eating totally by themselves. That's amazing. So even if you're not literally with another person, but just with an image of yourself or you in the mirror looking back, the experience of eating can be better? That's what these scientists in Japan concluded. And you know the coolest thing about it? What? Well, this research could help solve the problem of loneliness. Wow, because feeling lonely is no fun. (sighs) You got that right, Guy Raz. And lots of people all around the world get lonely, like people who might live by themselves and don't always get to eat dinner with friends or with family. I I can imagine that would make mealtimes feel pretty lonely. For sure. So these scientists in Japan are hoping that maybe this experiment will lead to new ways of helping people who are lonely feel less lonely when they're eating. Because when someone feels like she's sharing her food with another person, then she's likely to eat more and and enjoy the food more than if she was just eating alone? Exactly. Now I understand. So this is why you invited yourself to eat my lunch in front of your bathroom mirror. I told you I had a good reason. You always do, Mindy. But now Uh you owe me a salad. See if you can get yourself to make one, Guy Raz. Mindy and I have lots to catch up on before we wrap up here. Uh... Mindy! Ah, here I go again. Mindy, I just have to say, your hair looks magnificent. Thanks, Mindy. That's because I've been combing it with a salad fork. No way. Yes way. No way. Yes way. No Uh... way. Yes way. Okay, um, Mindy, don't take this the wrong way, but I kind of need some alone time. What? Whoa. You need some alone time? I need some alone time. Okay, I knew you were going to say that, and... Oh, what? Now you're just reading my mind? Mindy, we share the same mind. Oh, just because we're the same person? person? What in the world is going on here? Okay, this is getting weird. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She started it, Guy Raz. Sorry. Uh... Promise to stick together forever, Mindy? We don't have a choice, Mindy. I love you. I love you, too. But now, you owe me a salad. Guy Raz! 
Hey, Mindy. Hey, Guy Raz. H- have I told you about my new pal, Jamie, from Edinburgh, Scotland? Oh, yeah, I love Jamie. And you know, Guy Raz, he's actually my pal, too. Yeah. And Jamie, as a six-year-old, is basically made of wow. That's right. Jamie was born with something called hemiplegia. Yeah, Jamie mentioned that in an email he sent us, but I don't know much about hemiplegia, do you? Yeah, I started to do a little digging about hemiplegia, and I found out that it's when one side of your brain doesn't communicate with one side of your body. And so kids and grown-ups with hemiplegia, well, they have some trouble moving one side of their body. Right. And I know that the word hemi comes from ancient Greek, and it means half. Exactly. And for Jamie and for lots of kids with hemiplegia, what's really cool is that because our brains have something called plasticity, they can learn to adapt to our body. So Jamie can train his body to do a lot of the physical things that all kids can do, like like play sports. Well, if Jamie could do all that, I think he might have some wow-worthy superpowers. And Mindy, you know what? Chicken butt? Jamie left us a voicemail. You you want to hear it? You know I do, Guy Raz. I can't believe he called us all the way from Edinburgh, Scotland. Can I press the button? Go for it. Yes. My name is Jamie. I'm six from Edinburgh. My well-known fact is that I have him pleasure. Fits my right side of my body with cancer on my left side of my brain. I learned that the brain is plastic. That means different parts of my brain can learn to do new things. Even though I had a stroke, I can still do taekwondo, swimming, football, and all those kinds of sports. And I work hard. So the secret is I never give up and work hard. End of messages. Wow, work hard and never give up. Raz, that's really good advice for all of us. I'll say that's great advice. Thanks so much for calling in, Jamie. Yeah, and thanks for sharing your wow with the world. You rock, buddy. Wow in the world, we'll be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Bombas. The owners of Bombas started in the sock game when they heard socks were the number one requested clothing item in homeless shelters. That's why for every pair of socks they sell, they donate a pair to someone in need. But they also set out to solve every annoying sock problem. Bombas socks stay warm in the winter and cool in the summer, have added arch support, no annoying toe seam, and they don't fall down your leg. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com wow. Support also comes from Tara's Kitchen. Exploration in the kitchen shouldn't take hours or make a huge mess. That's why Tara's Kitchen created nutritionist-designed, kid-friendly meal kits that serve a family of four. Recipe ingredients for meals like cheeseburger pizza are delivered washed, measured, and chopped so kids can help. Plus, meals are done in under 30 minutes, so you can cook while you listen to Wow in the World together. Join at terraskitchen.com and get three meals free with promo code WOW. That's it! Back to the show! Have you, uh, have you heard of the word crypsis? Oh, yeah, Guy Raz. Let me tell you a story. So one time, I was eating a bucket of Christmas fried chicken that was so big, I actually climbed inside the bucket. And then, 
just when I was about to take my savory last bite, I fell asleep in the bucket and napped there for the rest of the afternoon. So yeah, I love some Crispus fried chicken. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think that's a thing. I said Crypsis. Oh, Crypsis. Well, in that case, no, I've never heard of it. Well, neither did I until recently when I happened to come across that word in a scientific journal. And a scientific journal is just a fancy way of describing a magazine for scientists and researchers. And the journal I was reading is called Behavioral Ecology. So what did this journal tell you about this Crypsis business and why it's so hard to say? Well, it sounds like a complicated word, but it's a word scientists use to describe an animal that hides or camouflages its body in the wild to, you know, protect itself from predators or other animals that might try to eat it. Oh, so Crypsis is like when one of those cool lizards that looks like tree bark blends in with the trees so well that you can't see it? Exactly. Or when a white arctic fox blends in with a bag of marshmallows in your pantry? You got it, Mindy. That's Crypsis, when an animal is able to blend into its environment to protect itself from harm. So why were you reading about Crypsis anyway? Well, I came across a very interesting discovery that has to do with a very specific animal and how it blends into its environment. And that animal is the panda. The panda? Yeah, pandas. But what do pandas have to do with hiding? I mean, everyone knows a panda is pretty much the easiest creature to see. Well, that's what a team of scientists from the University of California, Davis, and Cal State Long Beach also thought, Mindy. And the story begins when these scientists wanted to find out how pandas got their patches. Yeah, that's a good question. How did pandas get their patches? Well, as you know, Mindy, pandas are some of the most unusual and beautiful creatures in the world. And they're only found in the wild in central China. And as you know, Mindy, they have a white head and body, but also black furry spots around their eyes and then black furry arms and legs. And these spots are what gives the giant panda a piebald appearance. A pie what? Piebald. Guy Raz, first we're talking about crypsis, then patches, now bald pies? Well, not not exactly, Mindy. Piebald is a word we use to describe things that are two different colors. And normally, we use the word piebald to describe animals that are light-colored with dark patches. So, for example, a horse with giant spots or a black-and-white cow. Or maybe a bald eagle? Actually, Mindy, that's exactly right. A bald eagle usually has a white head a brown body, and then some white tail feathers. And the bald eagle was actually named after the word piebald. So was another bird called the magpie. Magpie! That's right. And a magpie is a sweet little black and white bird that is a cousin of the crow. Huh. So basically a piebald animal is just an animal with patches of light and dark. Yeah, that's that's an excellent way to think about it. So why do pandas even have patches anyway? Why aren't they like other bears? You know, like all black or all white or all brown. Well, that's what these scientists I mentioned earlier were trying to figure out. And after doing a lot of research, they came up with an interesting theory, which is an idea that is backed up by scientific evidence. So what's the theory? Well, Mindy, the theory goes something like this. 
What do pandas eat? Well, if I were a panda, I would eat panda cakes. Get it? But I'm pretty sure they probably just eat bamboo. That's right, Mindy, bamboo. And bamboo is not particularly nutritious, so pandas have to eat a lot of bamboo every day just to have enough energy to walk around. Okay, but how does that make their fur black and white? Well, Mindy, because pandas are constantly eating and constantly searching for food, they spend part of the year in cold and snowy mountains and then part of the year in dark bamboo forests. And their white fur allows them to hide from predators in snowy areas, and their dark patches make it easier for crypsis or hiding in a dark bamboo forest. But who would go after a panda? They're so cute! Well, pandas are generally safe from most predators, but panda cubs are sometimes hunted by snow leopards and, of course, Humans can pose a danger to pandas as well. <gasps> Not cool, snow leopards and humans. Hmm. By the way, Kairos, how do pandas tell each other apart? I mean, they all pretty much look exactly the same. Well, to us humans, Mindy, they may look the same, but each panda has a unique or one-of-a-kind patch of black fur around their eyes. And that's one of the key ways they can figure out who's who. Or they could just wear different color pandanas. Uh, Get it? Not really. Well, I thought it was pretty black and white. Get it? Uh, you like that, Peter Panda? He doesn't speak English. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Wow in the World this week. And parents, if you want to continue the conversation with your kids, we've posted some questions about this episode at our website, wowintheworld.com. And while you're there, you can find links to some of the sources we use to tell our stories this week. Also, we love hearing from you. You can write us at hello at wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Say hello, Jed. Hello. Our theme song, Wow in the World, was written and performed by The Pop-Ups. Check them out at thepopups.com. And big thanks to our new buddy Jamie from Edinburgh, Scotland, for checking in and sharing his story and inspirational words with us. Jamie, you are full of wow. Also, we love hearing what's been wowing you. For a chance to be featured on an upcoming Thursday episode, have your grown-ups help you share something that's recently wowed your world by dialing 1-888-7-WOW-WOW. Thanks again for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends about our show. We'll be back in just three sleeps for a brand new Thursday edition. In the meantime, go forth and find your own wow in the world. Cast and sent to you by NPR. Hey, it's Guy Raz here. If you love this podcast, you might also love the TED Radio Hour. It's a show about what it means to be a human. We grieve, we experience joy, sadness, love, and jealousy. We can be cruel and empathetic. We have the capacity to imagine the future and the past. And at a time when it seems we're so divided, the TED Radio Hour explores what makes us unique among all species. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the NPR One app, or however you get your podcasts.